Welcome to the Canadian Immigrant 2020 podcast series. Since 2006, Canadian Immigrant has connected newcomers and immigrants across the country and provided information for those in the process of transitioning into your new home. Through inspirational stories, valuable resources, connections and tips, we continue to support your path to settlement in Canada. I'm your host, Ramya Ramanathan. My colleagues at Canadian Immigrant and I are happy to walk with you on this journey as we connect you with a range of experts on issues ranging from housing, employment, immigration law, workplace issues, career progression, settlement matters, financial advice and wellness tips, among other things. Everything that you see in our magazine and on our website, but in this bite-sized podcast. For our second episode, I'm happy to welcome Hazel Morley. Hazel has worked as a trainer, facilitator, and coach for more than 25 years, first in England and here in Canada for the last decade. She writes the wellness column for Canadian Immigrant. Hazel, welcome. Thank you for making time. Hi, Ramya. Thank you very much for having me. It's my pleasure. Great. The situation that we're currently facing with uh, COVID-19 is quite stressful. Mm -hmm. Having to practice social distancing and isolating ourselves. Why is it so hard to keep our distance? What stressors should we be preparing for at this time? Well, I believe that one of the reasons why some of us are finding it so hard is because we are, as human beings, we are a very social species. Um, If you think about it, the early human tribes were very communal, uh, relying on each other for survival. If you were isolated, um, that wasn't safe and often that would lead to death. And so over the years, our brain has evolved for socialization. And as such, it's our instinct to want to connect and to cooperate with people. And today, society is totally built around social gatherings and group engagement and interdependence, that is, you know, helping each other out. Mm -hmm. And I think as well, much of our happiness comes from relationships that we build with other people. Very true. Yeah, and so when we feel stressed or we're feeling threatened, often if we can connect with other people physically or mentally, emotionally, it provides a level of comfort and can restore a feeling of calmness and well-being. Um, And there have been lots of studies to show, actually, that social support is is almost critical for long-term health and psychological well-being. Um, So, you know, we bond, we connect, we gather, we feel part of a group. And when we have that, we have this uh, chemical that's released into our body known as often known as a happy hormone called oxytocin. Well, there's a number of them, actually, but that's one of them, dopamine, serotonin or, or others. They get released into our brain and then we feel this surge of positivity. Consequently, when we are isolated and disconnected or we're feeling lonely, that leaves us feeling vulnerable and a very different chemical is released into our body called cortisol and that switches on what often is referred to as a stress response. Uh So, you know, over time, if we are in situations of um, prolonged stress, elevated levels of cortisol in our body can make us irritable, can make us prone to weight gain, can even um, accelerate premature aging. And in the real extreme situation, um, high levels of cortisol in the body can 
um, contribute to chronic disease. So we've got all these different things going on. Of course, we're also not in control anymore. You know, with the protocols of social distancing and self-isolation, somebody else is telling us when we can gather and connect and, and when we can't. So our freedom to choose has has disappeared. And I'm sure you can relate, but whenever we're told that we can't do something or we can't have something, it's our instinct to feel motivated to want it even more. So we resist, especially when a shift like this occurs so abruptly and so unexpectedly. There, those are some great points. And uh, especially, tell me about the weight gain. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are both immigrants to this country. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that the situation is hitting immigrants and newcomers hard, especially those who have uh, no immediate family living in this country. All their family is in other countries. What would your advice be to them at this time? I agree with you. It is incredibly hard when friends and family are at such a distance. And I think one of the key things is to remind yourself what you can control and what you're not in control of. So we can't control the the COVID-19 situation and the consequences that that come with that. Um, We can't control the health and well-being of the the people that we love who are at a, a distance from us. What we can control is how we choose to think about this situation and where we're choosing to focus our attention. So I think it's important to remember that this epidemic is not permanent. It's not going to be with us forever. And so I know it's easier to say than do, but to remember that, you know, we mustn't allow it to impact every area of our life. Um, So to stay mentally strong, to recognize what we do have control over, which is how we think about these situations and the circumstances that we find ourselves in. The way we think about these difficult situations and challenges can make the difference between us feeling really stuck and helpless and like a victim and and anxious and worried or it can make the difference between us feeling more resourceful so we either get stuck in the negativity and the uncertainty of it all or we recognize that there are some things that we can do to maybe shift the way we're thinking to be a little bit more optimistic or at least remain calm, um, to provide a bit of a stress, sorry, a a bit of a buffer against the stress and the fear um, that we're inevitably going to to feel having loved ones at such a distance. So I think that's the first thing, to recognize the way we're thinking about the situation that um, we find ourselves in and And to check in with ourselves from time to time. How are we doing mentally, physically? What impact is this having on us? Um, And I think then to make sure that we do make an effort to connect remotely using whatever technology we have at our disposal. And and social distancing and self-isolation does not mean social disconnection. Mm -hmm. It's just we need to find different ways to connect without exposing ourselves and other people to the virus. So... Um, but also I think when we're checking in with with family, friends who are in a different country, um, 
yes, it's important that we listen to each other and we give each other space to express our feelings and our concerns and anxieties. But also, I think, to limit the amount of time we spend focusing on all of those things. Because again, we can get stuck in the negativity and on the things we can't control. So to have some meaningful conversations, um, maybe some of the conversations are going to be around planning the, the health and well-being of a loved one with other family members and trying to do that from a distance I know is difficult. But then at some point to kind of have some time where um, we're limiting the time spent on concerns and complaints and spending some time in the joy of engaging and, and conversing with, with the, the people that we'd, that we'd like to connect with. Um, and I know that even just within my network, I've seen lots of people sharing different funny memes that are going on social, social media or they're sharing um, books that they've read or recipes that they've been um, been making recently. So, you know, there are lots of ways to connect and to feel connected, even though we're apart. Um, and I guess the other thing when we are far away from immediate family is we 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 can't help them necessarily because we, we we can't be close but we can help other people and sometimes in helping other people who are in our community who live closer to us maybe neighbors co-workers other friends um that can help us feel better about the situation that we find ourselves in so that could be volunteering even virtual volunteering of, of some kind. It could be picking up prescriptions, dropping things off for friends or family members. It could just be checking in in the way that I described earlier. There are many ways to offer help and support. And again, research shows us that we often feel happier when we're able to show kindness in some form to other people. Very true. Um, I like all your tips. They're such positive ways of engaging. And um, I like that you talk about the joy of engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've covered this in your answer, but um, how can we stay mentally strong? Um, we need some strength at this time. What are some practical things um, we can be doing at this time? You know, three or four practical tips for mm-hmm. uh, our uh, listeners. Absolutely, yes. I think one of them I've already touched on um, a bit, which is kind of um, taking care of our mental health. Mm-hmm. So recognizing when our thoughts are starting to um, kind of run away with us. And if I can use that expression, you know, when we find ourselves starting to spiral downward and maybe feeling, starting to find ourselves feeling stuck with the negativity of it all. So kind of recognizing, checking in with yourself as far as that's concerned. Um, Looking after yourself, because if you're not staying well and healthy, then it's hard to help other people. So I think that's really important for because mentally and physically uh, for our our well-being. And I find to have some kind of routine or to practice some kind of daily rituals can be helpful because having a plan even if it's just for the morning or for the afternoon or for the next few days doesn't have to be weeks or months but having some kind of plan can give us a sense of purpose and mm-hmm. that's a really good antidote to fear and loneliness um, so maybe using the first hour of our day productively so rather than picking up the cell phone or picking up the ipad or any other tablet or device that we have and checking in with the media and social media or the news etc just having that time 
to just think about what you want to do with your time or what things that need to get done. And it can be, you know, starting your day with things like making your bed, writing in a journal, making sure you drink some water, having some exercise or at least moving a little bit. For some people, it'll be breath work or prayer or meditation, setting an intention for the day. Um, Some people might find that self-care for them um, during these times is taking some time out to read a book that inspires or encourages them um, or could be listening to a TED talk or a podcast Mm -hmm. or taking part in a webinar. You know, there are so many opportunities. I think what I want to say, though, is what I'm noticing with social media particularly, there's lots of people giving good advice there about you know this is a great time to learn a new hobby or try something new learn a language do those jobs that have been on your to-do list forever and while I recognize that keeping busy in that way can be helpful for some people depends on your situation um, for others it's just one other thing that's being added to an already um, overloaded brain So some people are going to feel the pressure from that even more. Mm -hmm. And I think what we need to recognize is um, that some of us are living very, in a very connected way. We're living in small spaces with lots of other people and not able to get out. Um, So it really depends on our situation as to, you know, what is going to work for us to stay mentally strong. And I think it's just about being compassionate with yourself and realizing that, you know, life is difficult for many people right now. And you are most likely doing the very best that you can under the circumstances and the situation. Mm-hmm. This is this is great advice, Hazel. So, yes, um, are, are there any specific tools or resources you would uh, like to recommend? Um Do you know, I think everybody's situation is so different. Um, There's so much out there online in terms of, you know, if you are the kind of person that enjoys a podcast or a webinar um, or reading articles, you know, there's so much available to us right now that I don't think I have anything specific other than um, the resources that come through the Canadian Immigrant Magazine. Mm-hmm. and the uh, platforms that you guys provide and perhaps even staying in touch with um if you are going to be online maybe maintaining a presence on something like linkedin because i'm finding that a lot of the articles that are coming through linkedin tend to be a little bit more factual and a little bit more helpful um and also if you are looking for work or you um are wanting to maintain um you know a, a presence from a work perspective then i think that's one of the better platforms um to use um yeah i think those are the two things that kind of come to mind right now i think really it's about i heard the term social media hygiene the other day mm-hmm. and i thought that was really interesting I think it is about limiting the time that we spend online on those platforms that aren't so helpful. Um, And as I said earlier, just kind of recognizing when you find yourself starting to feel a bit stuck or overwhelmed with the negativity of all. 
Mm-hmm. Great advice. I've I've also been having virtual coffees with people, um, mm-hmm. ex colleagues and friends, because right now, um, having uh, a conversation with somebody in Toronto uh, is the same to me as having some a conversation with an old friend uh, overseas. Mm-hmm. So I've been setting up mm-hmm. a few uh, virtual coffee uh, meetings as well. So great, uh, Hazel. These are all uh, some uh, great things for us to uh, keep in mind. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? as we conclude this uh, conversation? Um, I think perhaps the the other thing which I've sort of touched on is practicing gratitude. It can be really hard in, in times like this to find the positives or find the silver linings. But again, science has proved that when we express our appreciation or gratitude for something or someone, it has a really positive impact on our health. Um, So as well as focusing on what we're grateful for, even if it's just a a very small thing in a a moment of a day, um, that's also something that we can spread because good vibes spread just like a virus does. You know, Uh those things are as contagious as a virus. So one of the things that I think I want to do is make a list of some people that I want to acknowledge and appreciate. And then I'll probably take one person every day and just send them a an email or a text or a little message somehow just with a very short message about you know what I appreciate about who they are not just what they do but the kind of person that they are and a quality that they have that I appreciate and I think if we can share more of that kind of optimism and gratitude I think it can help us um kind of get through this this time so and let's remember that you know it is important that we do do our part um social distancing is probably right now the most responsible thing that we can do um and doing nothing can be doing something Mm -hmm. and social distancing does not mean emotional distancing no so let me uh, conclude by saying hazel we're grateful to have uh, your advice and uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Ramya. Stay well.